Welcome to the Shepherd King Podcast. We exist to equip pastors and leaders in the local church to transcend beyond current culture, to see government through the lens of the gospel, and engage as modeled in the scriptures. Hi, I'm Leo Lazzarini. And I'm Greg Baker. Welcome to the Shepherd King Podcast. Today, we are continuing our series on our core values as a ministry, but also values that we believe we should carry on as we think about engaging government. Today, we'll talk about the importance of being prayer-focused as we engage government. Greg, would you mind starting your time defining what this value is and the importance of it? Prayer-focused, it's our sixth value, and it's such a foundational value. We wrote, our mission is dependent on prayer. Knowing God moves through and changes lives through prayer, we pray collectively as a church that God would move in the heart of the kings, bring revival to his church, and reignite its flame for the gospel and Great Commission. When I think about prayer, it reflects so many things. One, it reflects dependency. When we pray, we are shown that we are dependent on God and not on ourselves. A prayerless ministry is really a godless ministry. It's a ministry that um, we try to do in our own strength, and I can so guiltily fall into that. Like, I have something to offer mm-hmm. in this realm. And a, a prayer-filled ministry is also a ministry that's connected to God. So our first value is Christ-centered. But are you Christ-centered if you don't pray? Mm-hmm. Um, are we not in direct conversation with our Savior? And for me, in personal disciplines, the Word is something I I can easily do. I can maintain keeping up with reading every day and just stay in the Word. I love the Word. But I have to fight to pray. And mm-hmm. when I start praying, I'm fine, but it's almost like there's something that hinders us from prayer. And I just think prayer, that's where the power of our ministry is found in. Mm-hmm. And for reasons above my pay grade, Leo, God... He moves through it. He works Mm -hmm. through it. And I think if we're going to work in the realm of government, an area of strongholds, we better be a people of prayer. Mm -hmm. We need to pray boldly and expectantly Mm -hmm. that God can give us favor in these days, that God can change the hearts of the king. I got to tour the Pennsylvania capital. This is a number of years ago. We just started the Church Ambassador Network in Pennsylvania. And... uh, Pennsylvania's got a rich history of religious liberty and the gospel. And William Penn obviously played a large role in the foundation of the the Commonwealth that had become a state. And in one of the rooms, I believe it was the governor's office, there's this beautiful painting of William Tyndale. And William Tyndale is one of the first known individuals for converting the uh, Bible from Latin into to English so the common Englishman could read it. Well, the king ended up killing um, William Tyndale. And there's a, a quote in this painting. It says, God, please change the heart of the king. Mm-hmm. And following Tyndale's death, another king would come to the throne in the United Kingdom named King James I. Mm-hmm. And King James I, under his own authority, mm. would ask the Bible to be translated to English. Mm. And that always just stood out to me. God, please change the heart of the king. 
And when I think about the Church Ambassador Network, we want to have that kind of a heart mm-hmm. towards our government leaders, that even in persecution that we're praying for them and petitioning for them, including in changing their minds and doing the righteous thing. Mm-hmm. And William Tyndale didn't get to see this fruit directly mm-hmm. of it, but Many, many Christians now, many generations later, have benefited from that labor. Mm-hmm. Amen, Greg. That's a great example. It's amazing that there is a place in the human um, heart that only God can reach, that, that place where humans cannot manipulate or change other humans for it, and only God can really change the, the heart, the desire, the will of somebody that, especially somebody that's in power. Um, Greg, why do you believe that this value of being prayer-focused or being intentional about prayer, being committed and disciplined in prayer is so important in the work that we do at the Capitol and then also for everybody that's engaging government, either through voting or through campaigns or um, supporting a candidate or another? Why is it so important to be prayer-focused as believers want and desire and do engage government? Well, when it comes to government, the Bible actually commands us to pray for those in authority. It's mm-hmm. not a suggestion, it's a command. It's in First Timothy 2, Paul writes to pray for all of those who are in authority, yeah. including the kings and those sent out by them. Mm-hmm. So just as Christians, we need to be making an intercession mm-hmm. on behalf of our modern-day kings. Every meeting we have a church ambassador network, we end it in prayer. And sometimes prayer occurs at the beginning and then the middle of the meeting, but we always make sure every meeting ends in prayer. And so much so that people just expect it now. Nobody thinks anything of it. And I remember those first few years when we were at the Capitol and no one was doing this before. It was unusual. We would have groups of pastors praying. Hmm. And uh, the way the capital is designed here in the state of Iowa, there's this big, beautiful open space Mm -hmm. between the House and the Senate, and the public regularly gathers in this space. And you can just imagine the hundreds of people packed in this room, all having something to share with their government leaders, some form of a petition. Mm -hmm. And spread throughout this group is is these groups of pastors laying hands on the legislators, praying for them. And this doesn't just happen one day a week or a couple of days at the legislative session. It's, it's every day. Mm-hmm. And strangely, the, the culture of the Capitol changed through it. Yeah. When people see people praying, we know ultimately who they're talking to. Mm-hmm. And what I love about praying with this anybody, whether it be somebody on the street or someone you know or at the Capitol, it's your chance to introduce them to God. Mm-hmm. It's like, let me introduce you to someone that I, I regularly talk to. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing through prayer. We're having a conversation with our Lord, our, our Savior. Mm-hmm. And it's our chance to say, hey, God, I, I want you to meet my friend, Representative so-and-so. And Representative so-and-so, I, I want you to meet my friend, the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know him. And I want you to experience him. Because prayer can be so... I remember being so intimidated by prayer. When I first became a Christian, like the idea of going to a prayer gathering, like that was so intimidating to me. Like, what do mm-hmm. I, what do I say? 
And so much I learned about prayer is just watching others model it mm-hmm. and then taking small steps of faith to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, our government leaders are no different. They're just people. How do we pray with them and model them and even invite them from time to time to pray with us? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the best way to minister in prayer is allowing someone else to pray. Yeah. And we, we try to encompass both of those, and we want to display our faith that we believe God is real, that He is relevant to our lives, that He cares about our lives, and He wants to move in our lives. I, I think of James, mm-hmm. where James says, you don't have because you don't ask, he says in James mm-hmm. 4. And how many things don't we have because we don't ask? Mm-hmm. I think about government, we complain so often, it's like, how often are we praying? Mm. As Christians, we should be praying more than we're complaining. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't have because you don't ask. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he says you ask ask in the wrong motives. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we'll pray that God would remove so-and-so. Well, sometimes he'll do that, but sometimes he doesn't. Mm -hmm. But do we pray that God change the heart of Mm so-and-so? We know through the scriptures that God changes the hearts of kings. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Nebuchadnezzar can accept Daniel, if Pharaoh could accept Joseph, certainly the kings of today mm-hmm. could accept our the Lord's people. So we need to be known as a people of prayer. Mm-hmm. Something we've said as a prayer in the church network, we want to be known for two things, mm-hmm. the word of God and prayer. And that is why every meme begins in the word and it ends in prayer. And it's it's become just our standard mm-hmm. and our calling card almost. Mm-hmm. That's great, Greg. And as we talk about prayer, prayer doesn't only um, affect the, the person that we're praying for. Like you mentioned, God really moves through prayer and uh, he calls us, invites us to ask, um, but also it does a lot to our own heart mm-hmm. as we engage government. What would you expand on this or how important that is for the believer themselves as they are thinking about government, as they're interacting with their neighbors about government, as they are approaching their own governing authorities, how helpful has been and is prayer um, as we engage um, government? Whenever I'm struggling with bitterness or anger, something that always helps me is prayer. And prayer, so there's been multiple times I let the sun go down in my anger and bitterness has gotten a foothold in my life and the devil's gotten a foothold through it. And it's so frustrating as you just dwell on people and it's like you so badly want it to go away. And so mm-hmm. often that, that just happens in government. We just dwell on individuals we just don't care for. We think they're doing wrong. Mm. And over time, our heart, our heart gets harsh towards them. Prayer is a great way to soften the heart. Mm-hmm. There's multiple people I had to pray for every day that God would change my heart towards them. And there's still some I have to do it. Just the bitter root just hasn't gotten pulled out yet. That's why the Lord gives us a good warning yes. there to not let the sun go down. Like he's serious about that. Mm-hmm. So I think in the, the realm of bitterness, I think there's a lot of bitterness often in government. That's important. But also when we pray for people regularly, we think about people regularly. Mm-hmm. And like if I pray for opportunities to share the gospel, for example, on a regular basis, I am more alert for opportunities to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. If I'm praying for a particular individual regularly in their need, I'm more likely to ask about it. Mm-hmm. So 
praying for people just helps your heart with people. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, it, you're directly talking with God. You are mm-hmm. interceding for someone, mm-hmm. and that matters. It matters in the spiritual warfare that is around us. I think of uh, Mark 9 when the apostles were frustrated and they said, Lord, why weren't we able to cast out this demon? And Jesus responds that some of these only come out through fasting and prayer. And in the realm of government, we're dealing with some serious strongholds of the devil. You think about the the divorce rate, the breakdown of the family, the sexual and moral issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, government is truly in the pits of the human sinful nature mm-hmm. that some of these things are only going to move through prayer and fasting. It's one of the best ways we can serve our neighbors and love our neighbors, mm-hmm. serve our country, our government, by praying regularly for it. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a lot of benefits to prayer, mm-hmm. and it changes you, and the Lord moves through it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, he aligns oftentimes our heart to the heart of the Lord. He aligns our will to His will. Sometimes it's, it's hard to obey Him and follow Him, but through prayer, He can really move in our hearts to align our hearts to His heart. Greg, we talked about our other values in our last podcast, being Christ-centered, how important that is as we engage government, being grace-driven, being nonpartisan, relationally built, partnership-minded. How does prayer tie tie in with all these other values that we believe are foundational to how Christians should engage government? One thing about Christ-centered... If I'm not regularly talking to Christ, I'm not Christ-centered. Mm-hmm. Think about grace-driven. That is not my natural state, is being grace-driven. Grace is part of the character of God, not me. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not connected to our Lord through prayer, um, I'm never going to display grace. Mm-hmm. I'll be justice-driven. Nonpartisan, I will never love both equally mm-hmm. without the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, relationally built, God's the one who gives favor. Mm-hmm. We can't truly have relationship without seeking favor. I think of the incredible favor the Lord's given his people throughout history, and we're seeing that right now. Yeah. Incredible favor. And, and partnership mining goes right with that. Mm-hmm. Partnership comes out of relationship, and relationship comes out of favor. Mm-hmm. And favor comes out of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like we need to regularly pray for favor. And obviously, prayer focused, you got to pray to be prayer focused. Mm-hmm. So often in ministry, and I, I got such a tendency, I guess this is my, my ditch, I, I'm a, I want to go do. Mm-hmm. Give me my task to do. Yes. I, 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 give me that right scripture verse. Mm-hmm. I'll go share that with them. Right. Give me those right talking points, mm-hmm. um, that right service project. Just give me my to-do list, please. Yes. And so often prayer is not on it. <laughs> yeah. And in reality, the best thing I could do is take a chill pill for a moment and pray and let the Lord work. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, He works through us in spite of our prayerless life sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so think think of Romans 8, one of my favorite verses, how the Spirit intercedes for us. Mm -hmm. It sounds like, oh, Holy Spirit, thank you for interceding for me. Because I know I don't pray near enough. Mm-hmm. Thank you for interceding for me. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to someday in heaven we get to find out just how much he did intercede for us yeah. and uh, how much of our life was saved and carried through prayer <laughs> yeah. in spite of our human failties. Right. But it uh, doesn't mean we don't strive for it. Mm-hmm. 
I want to strive to be a man of God, and being a man of God includes prayer. Mm-hmm. Greg, to close our time, what are some ways that believers individually, but then also as a church, and then also for pastors as leaders in the community, what are some ways that can tangibly be praying for uh, government, uh, for themselves in, in regards to government? What are some tangible ways that we can be committed to prayer uh, when it comes to you know the individual context, but also as a church, if a church wants to be uh, focused in prayer, known by being a prayerful church for government, what does that look like? And maybe as a pastor, what are some opportunities that we have even in our context here in the United States to be focused in prayer when it comes to engage in government? Well, the beginning and every Christian can pray. Mm-hmm. Right there, right now, you have access to God. And in that, you're commanded to pray for those in authority. Know who you people in authority are and pray for them. Mm-hmm. Pray for your mayor. Pray for your governor. Pray for the president. Pray for your legislator, your senators, your congressmen, all these different positions. And you're not going to catch all of them, but if you prayed for some of them, it's a great start. Mm-hmm. I always said the president, the governor, and your mayor is a great start. Mm-hmm. And there's a chance out of those three you didn't vote for one of them. Mm-hmm. So start there. And then how do you pray for them? Pray for them personally. Pray that God would protect their families. Pray that God would make himself known if they don't know him. And if they do know him, um, pray that God would deepen their faith, that they'd be deeply rooted. And if you don't know, pray, God, if they don't know, you make yourself known to them. If they do know, you deepen their faith. Pray both. Mm-hmm. God knows. Pray that God would give his church favor mm-hmm. with that individual. Pray that God would change their hearts when they need to have their hearts changed. Yes. Pray for them to have wisdom. That's what Solomon asked for was wisdom. Mm-hmm. So they can discern the judgments they need to bring. Right. Pray that they would ju- administer justice and righteousness in the land, that the people be blessed through them, mm-hmm. that the people would see Christ through them. Mm-hmm. I think about justice, I think about the cross. It symbolizes Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, the government's not here to be the church, but it certainly can point to the glory of God as we all want to be as just mm-hmm. as people. So pray for those things. Pray for certain laws to change, that they would change our laws. Mm-hmm. Pray for bondage to break in your city. Mm-hmm. Amen, Greg. That's great. And in regards to the pastors, um, we have noticed here, even at the capital, our state capital, how open even praying with our legislators uh, uh, it is for, for pastors or any believers really that want to meet with them and pray for them. So is there something that you yeah, you'd encourage pastors to do, just connect with their own governing authorities and, and pray for them? So I'll share this stat. We have connected pastors to government leaders now about 7,500 times. Mm-hmm. So is that 7,500? I can count on one hand Wow. How many have denied prayer? Hmm. Less than five. Yeah. Out of 7,500. Mm-hmm. More people than we'll ever know will be willing to receive prayer. We provide an opportunity here. We, we want to minister to our government leaders. Mm-hmm. Our niche right now, this time, state government. Mm-hmm. And we offer those services in 15 states where people can join us at the Capitol in many parts of ministry, mm-hmm. including praying for those in authority. Yes. And as a pastor, as a shepherd of the church, I, I encourage you to join us. 
Mm-hmm. I encourage you to join us and minister to them through the Word, mm-hmm. helping them see who they are in Christ. Mm-hmm. I encourage you to join us and minister to them in prayer, mm-hmm. but also minister to them in partnership and relationship. How can we help them be the institution God designed them to be? Mm-hmm. And part of helping people see is praying. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Greg, for helping us understand what it means to be prayer-focused when it comes to engaging government. These are great ways that we can tangibly uh, pray for a governing authority. So thank you for your time, and thank you for joining us on this series of core values that we really believe are important for Christians as they think about government and desire to engage government. Thank you for being with us. Until next time. The Shepherd King Podcast is brought to you by the Church Ambassador Network, a ministry of the Family Leader Foundation that inspires the church to engage government for the advance of God's kingdom. For more information about the Church Ambassador Network, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, thefamilyleader.com backslash church.